Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. It's our end of season edition. This is a time when we reflect on all of our seasons. We talk about what we learned about. We talk about all the things that happen this season. We look forward to the offseason and next season. Um, and it's just really a great conversation. This is one that if you're listening to, you're absolutely going to be able to relate to um, if it's at the end of your season. If you're listening to this in the future, thanks for listening. As always, this episode is brought to you by When Hockey Stops. Check it out at whenhockeystops.com. It's a new children's book that Christy and I wrote about how to deal with adversity as a youth athlete. It has done amazing. We have gotten some unbelievable reviews. Uh, and if you'd like to support this show, that's a great way to do it. So check it out again at whenhockeystops.com. You get an autographed copy, um, some special gifts before its uh, full release coming here on March 29th, which might be happening if you listen to this right now. Otherwise, thanks so much for being here and enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to the end of season edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, or Our Parents Coach Hockey. Our Kids Play Hockey is a better name. I'm Lee Elias, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Christy Casciano-Burns and Mike Benelli. And as I said at the top, today's episode is kind of the closing episode for the 2021-2022 season, which we had, thank goodness, right? Let's just say that right off the bat, that we had a full season. It seemed to be pretty normal for most people in terms of parents were yelling at coaches, and kids were yelling at parents. No, seriously, the season's over. Uh, we wanted to kind of have a, a rundown here of just how our seasons went, kind of looking into the summer of what we're going to be doing, uh, maybe what you can be doing if you're listening at home, and then just basically an overview of kind of the season as, as coaches and parents as what we can all do better to move the game moving forward. So I'm going to throw it right now. I'm going to toss him and sauce the puck over to Mike Benelli for his year in review. Mike, deep breath. Take a deep breath. For those of you not watching, Mike has shaved his beard, which is the official close of the season, right? Mike, you're, you're live on Our Kids Play Hockey. Yeah, playoffs are done. And uh, now we get to just watch a little bit of hockey and uh, hopefully see some grass soon. So I think, um, I, I think, I, I think we had a, you know, if I, if I had to look at the whole season, you know, and really just kind of sum it up, I mean, I, I, I always try to be an optimist on these and just understand that, you know, although little pieces of the season didn't go, uh, you know, as smoothly as we'd all like as coaches and parents and and teammates. But uh, I think overall, you know, knowing where we came from the beginning of the year and 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 especially this year, because we almost came from a non season right. to actually getting a season in. So there was there was a little bit of, uh, you know, more hope in there that, OK, we started the season. Let's let's hope that we get through it. And we did. 
and we were able to end it without it just kind of ending with an email saying all activities are ceased and you can't come to the rink anymore. Um, so I think in that in that way, it was a you know great group of, uh, for the most part, great group, group of kids, even though all the coaches I work with, you know, I, I you try to remind people that you're always going to have your two or three parents that are going to beat the beat the, beat the heck out of you. Um, but overall, it's a real good positive experience. Had people shake my hand at the end of the year and send me notes and fill up the liquor cabinet. So it was a, it was it was a it was a it was a successful year as far that's as that's a prep concerned. for next season, right? That's that's the the preparation. Right, just, just a reminder, coach. I just want to remind you that we had a great year, and and if you're doing tryouts. Here's uh, some Glenn Livet that uh, you might enjoy. And uh, so it's all good. Well, what year is it? 10, 12, 18? Uh, yeah, there, well, that, yeah, that, that actually, that, that should be a, a that's barometer. A, that's how you know if you did of, well. Of yeah. how you well. If it, the liquor comes in a, like a display box, <laughs> right. you probably had a good season with the parent. If it came in a paper bag, Right. You know, maybe it was just a, Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah. Here's later. a little airline fireball for you. Enjoy yeah, that. I, 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 picked, I picked this up in the hotel lobby and oh, right. hey, thank you. It was free. No, that's great. Right. Mike. And listen, in the, in the interest of not uh, just throwing you on the spot, I'm, I am going to talk a little bit about kind of what I learned this season. So just think if there's any, if there's any takeaways for you, uh, I'll come back to you for that. I didn't want to throw you on the spot, but Christy, let's turn to you now, right? As the hockey yeah. mom of a NCAA Division One hockey player, she was in her junior year. Am I correct? Junior year. Okay. Yeah. So, I, so, and yeah the window's closing. We got one more year. I was just going to say left. that. Yeah. Let's set that up. So, yeah. so you're entering potentially your final year as a hockey mom of yeah. competitive hockey. So walk us through this year, and then maybe mentally, what that's 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 not easy. I can't imagine what that's like. literally can't oh, imagine. You know what? I, yeah. I mentally, I'm. I'm fine with it because right. we really embraced each season and we made the most of it. So I don't, I really don't have any regrets that we're closing in on the last year because I, I've enjoyed every single year. I, I've loved the whole ride. It's been fantastic. And I'm excited for her to really get on with her life and to see what she does in the real world. You know, right. when she graduates, uh, she's got a lot of great plans ahead of what she wants to do and she's looking at law school so I'm really excited wow. for her to start that chapter of her life and it's I'm okay with hockey ending uh, this past season and in college it is you don't get involved with the kids and the coaches the coaches you rarely talk to toward the end of the season it was great we had a, a wonderful ceremony for the seniors um, paying tribute to them and the coach recognized all the players, which was fun. And throughout the season, you really bond as parents, um, especially all of us junior parents. We really got to know each other um, this year, especially last year. We didn't have a season, so that was unfortunate. So right. this season, we really embraced it and we spent a lot of time together. We, you know, we'd go out to dinner together. We'd meet each other out of town. We, you know, we met at Long Island. We all went out to dinner there. You kind of explore uh, with the parents, all the different towns and where your girls are playing, which is, which is wonderful. And it's a, it's a, it's a different type of environment right. since it's more hands-off. It's, it's really fun and relaxing as parents because you don't have the stress of getting your kids to the rink and making sure they're, you know, doing all the things that the coach wants because they're on their own, you know, it's up to them. So it's, it's great to watch them step up as adults and really um, look out for each other as a team. They have, they really bonded. My, my daughter loves all of her teammates. They're really tight. In fact, they're vacationing right now since they weren't in the playoffs, they got knocked out pretty early. They're all in Aruba this week, <laughs> having one heck of a time, you know, yeah. as a team, as friends, right. as classmates. So it's, it's really, it's a, it's, it's pretty cool. And then she, um, there were rough patches. She got a concussion, her first one ever. That was scary. And I wasn't there to see her through. So that was hard. Um, and uh, the transfer portal kind of messed things up for our team um a couple of the girls transferred in the middle of the season yeah. to other colleges because they weren't happy with playing time they weren't happy with the team and they left us <laughs> in january we you know right as the team started to gel and to click right um unfortunate i think if there are any parents listening please instill the importance of loyalty with your kids yeah and um 
th those selfish acts of thinking, well, this isn't good for me. Right. I need to do what's right for me and abandon the team that you committed to at the beginning of the year. That's uh, that's really uh, unfortunate. You know, I I don't have any respect for for kids who do yeah, that. Well, Christy, yeah, Christy, I'll I'll quote yeah. Nick Saban. He's a pretty pretty well known college football coach. Some of you may have heard of Nick Saban. Um, you know, he says that players that transfer like that over and over and over again, he goes, I don't want you at Alabama because, because you can't sit and learn to win with somebody else. So I, yeah. I, look, I think we'd all agree. There are scenarios where the conversation makes sense, but middle of the season, tough. That's a tough one. That is yeah. a tough one. Yeah. But it ended beautifully uh, when she got, she, she got all nervous because the coach right before, um, uh, the season ended, he pulled her off to the side and he said, so what else are you involved in? And, you know, she said, well, I'm with this committee and organization and I, I coach girls at the local hockey rink. He's like, oh, okay. And she called me, mom, I'm getting cut from the team. Uh, I'm like, why do you say that? Coach was asking me all kinds of questions. He's cutting me from the team. This is my last year. And she starts bawling, you know, she thought she did something wrong. Turns out he put her in for an award and she got it um for <laughs> new england women's sportsmanship please brag award. please brag about this because I, I i saw the uh, post yeah. about it you put up yeah so she got selected to be on um a, a team sportswomanship award for new england hockey which recognizes you not so much for your performance on the ice i mean she's she's not a star player but she does a lot off the ice um she coaches kids at the local rank um She's with um, the Diversity Inclusion National Committee, where they're trying to make hockey um, a sport that in is more inclusive. Um, and she does a lot of work with on campus too, um, just trying to uh, improve the sport um, to make it better for everybody. So she got this award, and I thought, wow. <laughs> She didn't get cut from the team. It must have been a fun phone call back. Like, oh, yeah, no, I got an award yeah. instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was you know? pretty cool. So it was a really great year. Um, yeah, well. Yeah, they, did, they didn't have a lot of wins. They had a lot of losses. But I got to tell you, a lot of great lessons and a lot of good bonding and uh, a lot of good memories. It was a good year. Yeah. I was going to say, Krista Cashano Burns, news anchor, USA Hockey Mom. I don't know where your kids get it from. I don't. I don't know where they get that <laughs> go get them attitude. Uh, but no, that, that's great. Sophia, if you're listening, two things. One is don't grow up. It's a trap. Don't, don't listen <laughs> to anybody. And the other thing, too, is if she, if she becomes a lawyer, man, can you imagine that in the courtroom? Like, hey, guys, the prosecutor was a hockey player. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to be going against her any kind of court, man. But yeah, I, I, assuming she does a trial law. Anyway, Sophia, that's awesome. Congratulations. Enjoy your senior yeah. year. Um, that's, that's awesome that she's, uh, she had, a, she had that kind of learning experience. And I remember for those of you listening, who have been listening to the show for a long time, uh, you know, Christy and her were, I'm going to use the word agony last year when, when there was no hockey and they had to find a way through that. Um, and it, you know, you might not have had a lot of wins on the score sheets, but I think the season was a win because it happened. And you said there was a lot of adversity that got dealt with. And I think that's always a win, especially when you're preparing, uh, young adults. I mean, she's not a kid for, for life, right? right? Yeah. So, All right, Lee, tag your it. Yeah, look, this season was a <laughs> massive learning experience for me. So again, to give context, um, I've only ever coached before last year at the pro and collegiate level. And so last year in Adams, you know, it was mostly <clears throat> practices. It was 95% practices, 5% uh, games because of, uh, of COVID going on. This year was a full schedule of games. And we played a lot. I think we played over 50. Um, I was told. I was shocked to hear that the other day. Um, and I, it was an immense learning season for me from a personal standpoint as a father and a coach I really feel like I've actually got a grip on how to turn the competitive side and the competitive nature off right so I remember even beginning to mid-season mid-season it was the worst um, it was not that I was shouting in any way I was not vocal about it but I had massive like anxiety is probably the word um, inside of wanting to win or wanting to compete and to not vocalize it was really hard. Um, and I'll, I, you know, I would actually credit this show a lot. You know, I always gave the right messages about being respectful and that the score doesn't matter and that, you know, we're trying to learn out here. I always exuded that. But internally, man, it was a struggle for a bit, uh, even with my own kid watching him, wanting him to, you know, get the puck, go get the puck, you know, things like that. We all feel that. 
Um, and then sometime around the halfway point, I mean, I, it was almost like a breaking point. I didn't have a nervous breakdown or anything, but something just kind of clicked to me. It's like, you, you got to stop, man. Like, just shut it off, um, which was really, really hard to do. And it, But it happened. It happened, and I was, I just started enjoying myself, and the scores really didn't matter in my head anymore. And, you know, I looked at the team as a whole and, and my son as a whole, and they're just, you know, they're smiling after every game. I remember one time, guys, I was doing off-ice, because you got, I told you guys I did this experiment this year with this off-ice um, team building for the seven, eight-year-olds, and it was massive success. I mean, but I was doing one of the off-ices one time, and they were they were really being uh, – they weren't really following the directions too well, and I was getting pretty frustrated. And then something snapped at me, and I looked up, and they were all laughing and smiling and together. And I said, you know what? I did it. We did it. <laughs> like, they're not listening right now, but they, you know, they're having a fun time. They're having a blast, and that's what this is all about. And really from that point on, uh, I was able to calm myself down and – and move forward. In fact, at the last off ice, I had them do this drill. Mike, you would love this. I, I had three milk crates and uh, you know, it's, it's the podium drill. I always call it. I think about the 1980 team when they all got on that podium after when they won the gold medal and the whole team, all 10 kids have to get on the, these crates and they did it. And I got this great picture selfie of me with all 10 of them standing there. And they have the biggest smiles of the season right there. Uh, and that was me going, you know, I just realized we, we did it. We accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. Um, future episode, we'll talk about Mites on Ice. We did that last night. Man, they, they had a blast at the Flyers game. Flyers still suck, but we did a blast at the Flyers game, um, uh, you know, with that. But, yeah, as a season as a whole, um, it was really fun. And, again, you got to remember, I've never been in this level of development, right, the Mite level. So to see where we started to where we're at now, both as a team, but also as skills and individuals has been really fun to watch. A lot of these players come to life. Uh, my son, especially this is his first year of really competitive hockey, you know, to see him score his first goal, to see him, to see him understand what it is to be part of a team, to, to see kids struggle and then find their way back right at this age. Uh, I think my funniest moment of the season uh, kind of quote what I was talking about before I was, this is not too long ago. I was on the bench and, and, and one of the kids was really freaking out. <laughs> It's really, really kind of having a rough night. And I, I turned to one of the coaches and I, I remember saying, like, I just don't understand what's going on that, that he is acting this way. And he looks at me, this is, this is somebody who's been coaching youth hockey for a while. He goes, he's eight. <laughs> it's like, that's a very good answer. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I had to really change my perception, but I will say this too. Coaching staff got along all season, uh, no issues. Parents got along all season. Um, I have been in the game long enough, even though not youth hockey to know that was a special group, you know, there was no drama, right? No real drama this season. It was, we did everything together. We played together. We still have a few weeks left together. Um, and that's a blessing whenever you come down to it, you know, cause, cause I hear from the other teams, I know the politics going on on the other teams. And, uh, you know, it's just anytime you get a season like that, where there's lo little drama and you played together, we won two, we're, oh, we're two and oh in tournaments this year you know, which at the might level is really your, your big challenges. Right. Uh, I don't even know what our record is. Right. I don't care. There's no, there's no districts in the might level. So I think it was a pretty successful season. Um, a shocker to most people. I don't think I'm going to coach next season. Um, my coaching this season and last season was out of necessity um, with coronavirus. You know, that was the only way I could probably see him get in the rink. Um, you know, it might be tough to remember, but at the beginning of the season, that was looming, right. We didn't know, if the season would even get through it. And the head coach wisely, and I give him a lot of credit for this because I was on the fence at the beginning of the season. He said, you know, if that thing comes back and they close the rinks down or they close down the stuff, you'll, this is the only way you'll get to see them. Um, so I enjoyed every minute of it. I, I really mean that I enjoyed the learning experience, but I don't know if I'm going to be back next season just because of the time commitment. Um, and it, 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 it's stressful in a good way. I hope that makes sense. I think people in the hockey will know what I mean by that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I might need to take a break, right? And, and let my son, Logan, I really want him to have that experience without me there, right? I don't want to be there over his shoulder, having him look over it, not even in a, in a way that he's worried about me. I don't think that's what it is. I just kind of want him to learn how to walk that road. I want him to learn how to skate on that ice, got to do the right metaphor on, on his own, you know, and I'll be in the crowd and I'll be there for him. Uh, but we'll see, right? That's this. I don't know that you're going to be in the crowd, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Probably maybe I'll pull good. a Tom Brady and in six weeks, I'll change my mind. <laughs> I have decided I still want to compete. And, and no, <laughs> but again, that was long. But I think, you know, it was a wonderful year of growth, of hockey, of relationships. I really enjoyed working with this coaching staff. 
and, and parents and, and coaches, I want to, you know, I've never said this publicly. I want to say this too. You know, <clears throat> when I walked into this, Mike, you'll appreciate this. When I walked into this, um, there were people who knew who I was and what I have done in this game. And I, I purposely said, you got to throw all that out the window. I have never coached at this level before. So while I have a lot of experience in the game, I don't have experience at the might level. And I want everybody to know this. I was a student to these coaches this year. And I took that approach with all of the experience I have, that ego wasn't there. I have never coached eight-year-olds and I trusted them. And they totally taught me a lot, a lot. And we had great conversations. And I was obviously there for them too when they had questions. But coaches, when you walk into the room next year, parents know this, know where you stand at the level you're at, right? And know that you can always be learning. Like that, that, that's the biggest thing I advice I can give, right? You always want to be learning as a coach, right? When you stop learning or when you think you got to figure it out, you're going to have problems. <laughs> there is no equation that works forever, right? It's a continuous learning thing. I, my quote is always, good coaches know everything. Great coaches know nothing, right? And, and, and I have learned things at the 8U level. Mike, you'll like this too. Christy, you too. I don't know why I keep putting it. Mike, I've learned things I can apply now at the pro level from eight-year-olds. That's, that's mind-boggling to me, right? But it's an open mind thing. And, and uh, my name is Lee Elias, and that's my 10-minute monologue on Our Kids Play Hockey. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Thank you. I've had but, a lot of parents can relate to that, too. And a lot of, you know, it's tough if you coach your kid's team. Yeah. It's never easy. And I'm sure a lot of coaches feel that um, ambivalence. Yeah, I mean, the stress you, is there. Yeah. You, you want to be there for them. Right. And you want to coach them and you want to help them develop. But then you're so involved. You're not right. getting to sit in the stands and actually watch and grow, you know? Yeah, so you know, it. it was funny. The head coach and I were talking a little bit last night and it was like, like we're coming up for error. Like you don't realize you're underwater the whole season, if you know what I mean. And it's like, you know, take, yeah. you just take a step back and it's like, oh, you know, dad, coach, players, parents, you know, and you just come up for a second and, it, you know, you start to wonder, man, did I need to put that much pressure on myself or yeah. things like that? Um, but look, it was a successful, I, I, however you slice it, I looked at this season yeah. as successful uh, from my That's point great. of view. I had a wonderful time. Uh, the, I'm going to say it again. The parents and the coaches were just wonderful to me, to my son. Uh, when, when my kids scored, they cheered. I think that says a lot right there. And when their kids scored, I was so happy for them, right? And, and, and I said this on a previous episode, generally, care greatly for every child on that team you know what i mean and and uh the same way i do about players you know uh at the at the higher levels right and i think that's special right when i can look at every kid on the team and say man i really it was invested in you for a year you know what i mean and i and i meant it so um mike i do want to throw it back to you i, I gave you plenty of time to think about <laughs> think about this i'm a talker but it, yeah like, like and again any takeaways from you any any thoughts from you just reflecting on your season, right? And, and and please talk about your son too, because as we talked about in previous episodes, he had a little bit of an unfortunate end to his season. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard when you get, like, so where, where I am, my, like, just because of my, what I do for a living now, like my season, it really never ends, right? So right. there's there's yeah, always, there's always the the running of, okay, well, you're, we were talking about tryouts four weeks ago for now. And then, you know, you're thinking, and then right now, I mean, I literally having conversations today about, you know, what tournaments we're looking at in September and October. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. And, and, it, and it's not just for my son or my own kids. Right. So, you know, because, because of the other organizations I work with. So what happens sometimes I, I kind of, they all meld together in, okay, what, what were the great experiences that you can get out of seasons and I think that's yeah. one of the hardest thing is to break them up. Right? Mike, I do want to, I want to cut you off real quick. Cause I, I will tell people this. If, if you work professionally in this game, which Mike does, um, the off season for us is not an off season. I always said this, the off season is just when we're not playing games, right. Or season in season. I mean, if you play spring and summer, but the off season, if you work in the game professionally, it's just, we're just not playing games, but we're working. Um, I think a lot of people, Mike, and I'm saying this for your benefit. A lot of people don't realize Mike Benelli works on this all year, right? It's just, it might be sunnier outside and warm, right? But the season never ends for us. And that's not a complaint. That's the, it's a blessing to be able to do that. But it's just the off season is just when we don't play games. That's it. Yeah, but it's also, you know, Christy said about her daughter, right? About, you know, when the season ends, I mean, I used to love that even as a player, just to just to go to the beach for three days. Right. You know, just, smart. Would just or get get out of get out of the whole, you know, the piece that you're in and just 
just reflect on the season and, and right. or don't reflect at all. Just, yeah. you know, I don't think the do girls anything. in a room are thinking about the season yeah. right now. No, and that's, and that's, <laughs> and that's so great. Right. And I think, I think that's where, whether you won a championship or lost or had a great season or not. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I've found year in and year out that the, the, the best years that I have as a parent uh, are the years that I see all these relationships blossom with my kids. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and if you can, and, and at the end of the day, they don't, they don't even care what the season, even the ones yeah. that win the championship, you know, yeah. that they, they say, okay, well, that was cool. But these four guys I'm going to the movies with, you know, uh, next weekend. And, and I've, I've built these bonds and, and as, the, right. as the pyramid gets tighter and tighter in hockey, we talked about this number of times on, on these episodes that, you know, your kids end up with these friendships uh, for life. And, yeah. and like, for, so for me, I mean, watching those, you know, I, I was really fortunate at the team I coached to almost have them for two years straight without really like only maybe four or five kids being different on the roster. So that was actually so much different than the normal traditional, you know, kind of youth hockey uh, setup where right. it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, how can we cut these kids fast enough to get a whole new group of kids? It was, how can we keep them? Right. And, and let's the way it's supposed together. to be. Yeah. And I so I think that, that was, so that was really fun for me. I mean, yeah. I think that, that, that was a, it was fun to watch the kids, um, you know, mature. Uh, and then, and honestly, it was really fun for me to watch parents go from one extreme to almost come to my side of the, the my dark side of, listen, we just have to have fun out here and just enjoy this journey. That's because, the light side, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, it's just, it's just like, but in, in the world of sports, it. right. That we don't, yeah, we don't yeah. see, well, you know that, but we don't see yeah. that. We see that. Well, if I, if my kid didn't play division one college hockey, then, then everything was, was a failure. And I think, you know, I, I don't know. I just, even, and my little guy uh, watching those kids, they really love coming to the rink like that. You know, they, they, they can't wait to find out, you know, who they're playing and, 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 and then, you know, what they're doing right afterwards and inviting each other over to birthday parties and, and swimming meets and whatever, you know, just play dates and things like that. So th those are all these, the great things from that we all try to bring from youth sports. And I get, I get bogged down in it, no doubt about it. Like day to day, you, you don't see all those things, but over the course of a year, you could sit back and be like, well, well that, that was actually wasn't so bad, you know, get right. through it. And, and, yeah. uh, but it was, no, it's, 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 uh, but my, you know, anytime, any, you know, and I'll, and I'll actually do a, so one of the things I do as a coach is I send out a survey at the end of the year that my parents will get this week actually. And it's pretty, it's all anonymous. They can say whatever the hell they want on it. And it's just basically, uh, uh you know, it's, it's, it's 20 questions, um, about me, you know, what do you think about the season? Yeah. What'd you think about my coaching style? What worked, what didn't work? What That's a great change? tip. That's a great like? tip for coaches, Mike. Yeah. And I, and I just like it because it gives me an opportunity to go like, wow, I didn't realize how, you know, I, I, I thought I communicated well, or I thought I did this or, wow, you know, I really need to change my messaging because obviously this group of parents didn't get the message. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. a great point. You know, and the only way to do that, the only way to do that is to ask. Right. Our organizations always did that end of the year survey that they would give to all the parents, you know, what did you, the coaches never even saw it went right, right yeah, to they don't need the answers the, yeah the, yeah they never got to see it it went right to the ring management the uh the organ the league management right so right. asking us what did you think of the season what would you like to change how were the coaches I think it's, yeah I, yeah I think it's a great uh, idea survey. it's great I, and then you know maybe yeah. there was a general consensus about a particular coach's style that maybe they'd need to review you know, if enough parents anonymously answered um, about this coach and it was all a common denominator that it, maybe it, the, the league needs to take a look at this coach and maybe have a little conversation with them or pick somebody else. You know, I think that's good. Yeah, it's so funny because when you read the anonymous notes, you basically know who wrote them because you're just yeah, like, well, I can kind of tell who I mean, yeah. you, you, I mean, not that you, know, you have to call anybody out, but you can right. see, you, you hear in, in the I'm, email, you hear yeah. in the survey what you've heard all year so you know, just but but there's a lot yeah. of but, but it gives a, a, a organizations an opportunity to look at the coaching staff and say yeah. wow i thought you know this guy won the whole thing but nine of his kids quit so right you know, right. what are we doing look yeah. I, I i will say this uh, just action item for coaches that might be listening um i think an after season exit interview mm -hmm. that's what we call them at the top or mm -hmm. you know an, an exit um uh form like that 
is really beneficial for you as a coach. So Mike, you actually just reminded me this, that, you know, when I was coaching college, I used to sit down with all the players. It wasn't exactly anonymous, um, but I gave them the opportunity to, to criticize and to, to, to also compliment things that we did. And I told them to be very honest. And I came out with a report from my coaching staff of what we can do better and what, what worked well. Um, and same thing at the pro level, you know, I, I, I want to know as a coach, what I can do better. Um, two things I'll say on this, because uh, coaches, I think in the anonymous route, especially with Google forms, this is very easy to do nowadays. Um, yeah. You should want the criticism. You should want to hear the things you did good and bad. It'll make you a better coach. Um, and to Mike's point, if this is what I would say, um, when people fill that out, Mike, and it's a criticism, you go, I know who that is. This is what I, what I think about that. If, if someone's willing to put that on paper, it's probably a legit criticism from their point of view. If there's parents you think that are thinking things or saying things behind your back and they don't put it on that form, that stuff's most likely BS. It's just people complaining, right? Like, so I'm saying if a parent has the guts to put on that form, hey, well, see, I think you really suck thing. at this. They, it, they probably mean it. You know yeah, what I mean? and it's, you know it's, what it's the it's the yeah. old adage you get that when you're in when you're in with uh, a parent, like, oh well, everybody thinks this. I go, well, who's everybody? Yeah, you. Is every it's is you. everybody you? You're right. the only one because I talked right. to all the other parents. Like I've talked to all 15 parents, and nobody thinks this, or right. they're not willing to say it. So all all I gotta say is, if you have a complaint, and, and I listen, there's a million complaints. So just just voice them, and I can right. fix them. Like, well, here's the thing: we can't fix them as coaches if we don't hear them. Well, I've said this all the time, right? right? As we reflect on the season, I can't. Don't give me an email now that on September 16th, <laughs> your son was bullied in the locker room and right. nobody right. did anything about it. I said September 16th. Right. I said, right. and you held that. You held that. And, and now he's best friends with the kid who beat him. Oh well, yeah, and then, him, and, yeah, and then it's over. Well, the kids like, it's like I just saw his name on the tryout sheet. I said, uh, yeah, is, was it that bad? Be so, proactive. Or what was it? Yeah. And I think that, so, uh, you know, reflecting on the season, that's the thing to me, that's how I'll reflect, right. you know, and prepare for next season is knowing, you know, where, where, and, and then again, you know, I think it from, you know, going back to as a coach, right. it also helps you determine as you, if you're going to continue to coach, how are you going to change your messaging for the year, the next right. year? Yeah. I, I think those exit type things are very important. I think that coaches should sit down with their players and have a good candid conversation. And this, this really is at every level, yeah. um, you know, and that should be a two-way conversation, what the player can work on, but also what the coach could work on. I, I, I openly ask my players, what can I do better? All right. And I might not follow every single suggestion, but I want to know. Uh, and coaches, you should want to know. And if the attitude is, uh, what's a 12 year old going to tell me that I don't already know, man, that's a bad attitude. That's not the right way to be looking at this. Right. Um, even you, you should have the, 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 the lack of ego for a kid to be able to tell you something and you can go, yeah, I agree with that. Or I don't agree with that, but you should want to hear it. All right. And, and never underestimate how far it goes that a player can go, wow, he listened to me or she listened to me. That goes so much further, especially in the youth hockey ages where these kids don't, you know, we tell them to stand up for themselves, but when then they do, we tell them, Hey, you're just a kid. <laughs> so you gotta, yeah, you gotta and, put and, them and, in that position. And I've always loved that. I've loved to, you know, get kids outside the locker room. Like, okay, what, what is your, like, what's the problem here? Right. Well, coach, we should be doing this. So we, oh, that's great. So where, how will we solve this problem? Well, we should be doing this or we should be doing that. Okay. Right. Well then, skill. then where, then, okay. So knowing all this, would it be helpful if the five players you just mentioned were actually ever, ever at practice? Oh yeah, that would be helpful. Okay, so let's start there. <laughs> let's start, let's start with, let's start with that piece. Right. Or would it be helpful that, you know, every day you didn't go to Taco Bell, that would help. Yeah. Let's start there. So, yeah. you know, you all, we all want to get to the end game. Right. And I think, but having a conversation with a, uh, you know, it, it's so different than you have an exit, like my exit interviews at the college level were always really, you know, mostly very mature. Right conversations about careers and you know what could help a player with time management and you know wow I, I really want to take my you know next year I want to teach so coach you know what's the schedule looking like so I can be a right. student teacher and, and, and educate now that, that conversation is so much different than it is with an eight-year-old so the only way you're getting from an eight-year-old is to, to is it's because primarily hear from the parent did right. your son or daughter have fun right yes or no did they enjoy coming to the rink yes or no did they ever feel like they weren't, you know, that they, they, they were excluded from being a part of the team. Yes or no. These are very simple things where you can yeah. say, wow, why did you think that way? Oh, I didn't realize that. Or, wow, I really got to do a better job of, of understanding that. And I think the, the conversations around now about, you know, shortening the bench and playing the win. And listen, I, 
I'm all for it. I really am. Yeah. I mean, if you go on a team and that was your year and you were ha- unhappy with it, but you knew going like, you know, when we talk about reflecting on a season, if, if you, if your coach accomplished what he explained, what he was, he or she was going to do right. at the beginning of the year, whether you liked it or not at the end of the year, you came in knowing as long as there was communication, we talked about this. How do you set your season up for success? Right. We talked about this months and months ago. Well, one of the things is to have your mission statement done and have your goals set out. So if your goals matched up with where you ended up, but the parents didn't like it in between because it didn't match up with their goals, repeat, go back to the mission statement, right? You know, go back to the beginning of the year and say, well, I accomplished what I set out to do somewhere. You lost what the goal was. Mike, my kid didn't make the NHL. It could be the smallest thing. And I'll use an example. We were with this one coach for two years. First year, a lot of new kids on the team. And we just kind of jumped right into the season. Uh, end of the year, a lot of the parents felt, I wish we could have gotten to know everyone before the kids started playing. The coach took that into consideration. And the next year, he had a couple of team bonding events that were a lot of fun for the kids. And the kids got to know each other outside of the helmets and the pads before the season started. And you could see the chemistry improve right. because they felt like they knew each other as kids, not just as hockey players and in positions. So, I mean, it was that little tiny nugget that that coach took and said, I didn't realize that. And yeah. then improved it for the next season. So no, those it, exit interviews can be very helpful. Yeah, my last game, I mean, I was like, I remember last game looking at one of the guys that I coached with. And I'm like, I have a, like, so I, I keep a, like a lineup card and I take a lot of notes during games. Yeah. And I'm just writing and we go, I got I, Jesus. I wish we had practice tomorrow right now. You know, like, I'm like, we could have, like, there's so much, there's so much we learned, but down this week, like you see the, you see that at the end of the year, all these things that you wanted to do are, are coming together. And you're like, now, now we need to, now right. we need that practice again. So that's the professional yeah, mindset coming through though, Mike. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's what like, man, we should have practice yeah. next week. I said, we could really fix a lot of these things. Yeah. I always <laughs> say if, if you did it right, you don't have to coach too much at the end of the season, which, which is what you're saying too. But I know what you're, what you're saying too, you know, when you, when it clicks and then you got to split up and you might not even get the same team back that, that, right. that can be yeah. very frustrating. Um, well, that's why I think, that's why I think coaches, that's yeah. why I think coaches leave the sport is that they don't feel the satisfaction that they right. really made it. They made an impact. Like I can't, like I'll have I'll probably getting them right now. I'll get emails every day. Hey, Mike, you know, was, I, I really enjoyed the year this year. Thanks for your support, but there's zero way I'm coming back and helping. And it's, and it, a lot of it comes down to, you know, because is, is that I, how it was worded? I hope it wasn't worded that way. No, well, it's, it's there's a lot of f bombs in there, but uh, it, but most, <laughs> but most like the, you know, <laughs> it's it's more like I really love, like I love hockey. I love the sport. I love, and I have this beef with all of education I, I do a lot of lacrosse and other sports and it's about you know the amount of time you have to put into to be a coach between background checks and you know and and coaching education and continuing Mental. education mentally and all the stuff you do right and mm. then to feel like it's so sad that you could get that sucked out of you uh by the end of the year and then we're losing great great coaches yeah. because you know you know no matter what it's like, uh, I don't know if you find a really good restaurant and all you do is beat up the waitress every day, like saying, oh, this sucks or that sucks. Yeah. And you lose that person. You don't realize until you get really bad service how great it was. And I think that's what we do in hockey all the time is, you know, you, we, we, we beat up the really good people. And because we're expecting this other level and then yeah. we get worse people to fill in that void. I, I will tell you this. I have a friend uh, who lives well outside the organization I'm in. Uh, he's in his late twenties and he has, he was coaching a double A team this year. He's been coaching most of his adult life and he's not going to coach next year. He's stepping away. And it's because mm-hmm. of the parents on his team. Uh, and again, we keep, keep, keep this anonymous obviously, but we had a conversation and he just said, you know, you know, we, we were probably playing a level up where we should have been. So we didn't win a lot of games. Parents, had, well, they were coaching from the sidelines, right? Uh, and, you know, he's doing his thing. And it's funny because at the end of the year, they won a double-A tournament. You know, it came together, Mike, like you said. And, but he had, he's, he had enough. And I'll tell you that, you know, this is a situation. And, and parents, I want you to be aware of this situation too. Uh, you know, I think he's 27, 28 years old, this coach. Doesn't have kids, right? And it's real easy to forget you know, what those coaches mindset is. They're not, they don't have kids, so they don't see certain things, but they're focused on coaching, right? You don't want to run those people out of the game. Not, I think he'll be back one day, but he needs a break and it's because of the parents. And now parents listening, I I don't want you to think I'm pointing a finger at every parent. There are so many good parents out there 
And it is true that it's like one rotten apple ruins, ruins the whole basket. That's how it is. But, you know, we have to combat that together. Right. And again, it's awkward. I'm not saying you should stand up to the parents, but you know, one thing you can do, tell the coach he's doing a good job or she's doing a good job. If you think they're doing a good job, you know, it, it, this is something I had to learn as a coach. Like my mind, I'm a very positive person, but when I'm coaching, my mind tends to see the negatives, right? Mike, we have to find and uncover the things that we need to fix. And I, I, I've mentioned this on an early episode. When I was a young coach, I never complimented my players when they did stuff good. I rarely complimented myself. It was always fix mode. Um, and when I learned to, to reverse that and look at my wins and compliment the team, it really changed everything. It changed everything about how I approach the game. I, here's another tip for coaches. And you guys are going to roll your eyes and think I'm funny here. Write down your wins in a daily journal every day. <clears throat> every day you're alive, write down your wins, the things that you won on the day. It could be hockey. It could be life. It could be everything. At the end of the day, you're going to have a 365-page book. And most of those days, you're probably going to have wins, Right. You know, we, we, we all win at something every day. We, again, don't get me wrong. We have bad days. All right. But we, we don't take enough time to just celebrate our victories or even give ourselves a breath of, you know, I did a good job today. Like I said, with those kids, I thought I was doing a bad job. I really thought it was one day. I was like, man, I have no attention here. I can't do what I'm trying to do. I looked up, they were smiling and laughing. I had to remind you, you did it. <laughs> this is what you wanted. You know what I mean? Like Mike, you said about mission statement, right? So I just think that, that, I'm going to turn it towards this a little bit. Um, as a parent, as a coach, we all have to do better in hockey. Uh, I'm not saying this is limited to just hockey, but the the animosity, the incredulity at this level is becoming unbearable. All right, um, and and it's it's disturbing to see the lack of communication, the amount of talking behind people's backs. Which don't get me wrong, like that's part of life. But, but doing that without trying to find a solution, I don't understand. And this is parents and coaches have to work together. Just to reiterate real quick, we've talked about this in several episodes. Coaches, it behooves you before the season starts to meet with these parents, put down the ground rules, tell them your mission statement, tell them what you're going to try to accomplish, lay down the 24-hour rule, really clear expectations, right? I, I know how important that is, all right? Um, also we talked about this with parents, you know, the ones that are talking too much, ask them if they want to volunteer. It doesn't always have to be put them in the score That'll box. Keep yeah. Put them in the score box. You'll, you'll give them a roll. You'll find out real quick. How serious well, make sure it's not the goalie's parent. Cause they'll have right. like 79 <laughs> shots on net. Right. <laughs> My kid has a nine, nine, nine save percentage and he's 12. Um, yeah. I heard you guys won three to two yesterday. Yeah. There was 78 shots. I guess yeah. I'm like, yeah. who was the all of them were on net. Are you, are you sure? Bad. Yeah. No. And he had four assists. Um, but I, I agree, Lee. I mean, I think it's so I think the, the perspective, I mean, I, I, listen, if you're if we're, we're talking about reflection, we're talking about, you know, really, you know, how, how did our season go and the pros and cons? I, I always think that the, the the pros always outweigh the cons. Unfortunately, just in life, the cons are the ones that 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 you keep yeah. going back to the, the bad review. Up. Right. Just as a metaphor, yeah. it's like you don't go to a great restaurant and then give them a great review, right? Most people, you, you give them a bad review when you give a review. Most people don't go on there and give five-star reviews. It, it happens, but you, you know, no, you're, and you're I think motivated when I think it's bad. I'm so jaded in, my, in right. my line of work. Like I go out and I, like if I go to a, get my car, you know, serviced or, or have like a great experience, like I go out of my way. Me too, yeah. To, to say and, and put yeah. something on Yelp or whatever that not I enough had people a great do that, experience. Mike, but not but, enough well, people do I that. Only, yeah. I, I probably only do it because, because like nobody's ever doing it to me. I'm like, Jesus, right. I mean, this really as right. it was a By great the way, experience. Mike, Christy and I are both going to need copies of your anonymous survey. If you could just send them to us, yes. we'll, uh, we'll fill them <laughs> out anonymously. <laughs> Please. <laughs> he never kept still in his yeah. podcast. Right. Horrible, right. Horrible, it was a horrible uh, podcast sidekick. No, you were, you were phenomenal. Keep going, Mike. I, five star review yeah. for Mike. <laughs> I gave him six, six stars. Oh. Yeah, but I, but I think, I think it's good. So, so, so out of what? Things that, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, but I, sorry, I, sorry. I just, I think it's, I'll, I'll send it to anybody. If any coach is listening and wants the, the Google. I do. Uh, sheet, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm serious, Mike. I would actually like to see that. Yeah. It's a good um, one. And it's fun. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's a good way for you to look, graph it out and make, okay, well, my, I thought my season was horrible and 90% of the people actually enjoy, like yeah, really enjoy the season. And you know, I, and I keep it away from wins and losses because I can't control that. I can't control any of that. No. Right. And so, you know, no. so I think the, the way, and, and the nice thing for me now, this is just real quickly as a coach, 
going back to my organization, when I do that survey and I get all these negative reviews on things that were even out of my control, like I didn't like the times of practice ice. We didn't like the travel. We didn't like that. I could go back to the organization and say, this is why we're losing. This is what I'm fighting against. You have to help me right, because right. these are the things that I had no control of. Like the website wasn't updated, the whatever, the, the locker rooms weren't clean, the, you know, whatever, all these different things that I have zero control over is what you can go back as a coach and say, I need more support here from the organization right. side. And I think right. it just helps with everybody. And then, you know, and then at the end of the day, it really is good to have self-reflection. I know, you know, NGBs do this all the time with their national programs. They do, you know, most of the top programs in the world do journaling. And they do where players have to go every day and say, what are my goals this week? What are my goals today? Right. What did I accomplish? Life what didn't lessons. I accomplish? Where can I go? And that's, but that's, again, these are all great pie in the sky stuff to do. You got to find a way. And we've talked about this on multiple podcasts of you got to pick and choose how much effort you can put into each piece, but then right. go out and find those people that can help you uh, fulfill the goals you want. The big goals, like Christy said, if you, you need a score, like me this year, not one time, there's a win. Not one time did I worry about the scorekeeping because one of the parents said they would take it over. I never heard from them. All I knew was every game I came to, the scorekeeping was done. That's and, a there was doing, and, there was some, and there was somebody doing the clock. I, I, it's incredible. Right, right. Like, that's a huge yeah. stressor. It's well, a huge stressor. And it takes focus away. Like, like, well, it's just, it's just something yeah. like, I don't know what the score well, is. Right? Look, to be a great coach, in my opinion, right, you want to minimize distractions. You want to delegate as much as you can that's going to be a distraction, and you want to focus on what you do well. I'm a team bonding coach. When I work with teams, that's what I do. I don't go to the tactical coach unless he asks and tell him what to do. That's his job, yep. right? And, and the coach, uh, the coach, the mistake most coaches make is thinking, I got to do all of it. Do what you do insanely well and surround yourself with good people that fill in your gaps. Yeah. Right. And like I said, I don't Mike Benelli. I don't I don't want Mike Benelli worrying about the timekeeper before the game. I don't want to run around looking for a timekeeper. That's not, that's a waste of his right. talent. Right. So in my well, it's opinion, also. Yeah, it's also yeah. I don't I'm not in the locker with the kids. Like so now right. they're like, oh, my God, the game's starting in two minutes. Hey, can you do yeah. the clock? And it's, then it's your it's fault just, that they lost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I right. but I think but, but I think that made my life like I enjoyed going to the rink. And that's piece of a like the checkoff. Right. Of. Mike yeah. Benelli, I don't have to worry about this. Like, that's like awesome. I don't even, and I got to the point where I was like, I don't even ask the person if they did it. Yeah. You know you know, I mean? We're like, talking like it's not a big deal, but it, that's actually a really massive. No, I know that. Yeah, I know. know listen, listen, there's little things, right? I, I know yeah. people think are stupid. Like they're yeah. like, are you insane? Mike, the scorekeeper or Hey, we yeah. had like we, we, my assistant coach. <laughs> unbelievable at making sure we always had pucks. Now I know right. that's a stupid little thing. It's but not if you show for practice. And you have not. pucks in your bag. Yeah. Your head I, wants to explode. Yeah. And I and, think these are yeah. all the little things you can go in the locker room and be ready for the game. And all these other pieces are taking place. I just, I would show up to, you know, a tournament and everyone knew where their assignments were for the, for that night for dinner. Great. Phenomenal. Like yeah. this is yeah. like this, these are the kind of things where like, oh, it's, my it's called an organization for a reason. You well, know? And, and, well, and it's, and it's just, <laughs> and, and I, you know, the delegation was more, it wasn't even delegating. It was accepting help. It was like, right. you want to help? How can you do it? Well, I'm great at this. Go nuts. You're off. Yeah, you're on. I think that's great. And, and I, everybody has a talent. We had this one mom who was so good at organizing uh, dinners and team events uh, when we were away for tournaments. So she would take that task over. The coach never had to worry about it. All right. the coach had to do was just show up and focus on the games and the kids. And she took care of everything else. I, and of course, we'd all help her too in the planning aspect. Same thing with, if you're, you know, got to do fundraisers. We had somebody who had organized that. We had somebody who had organized, if you need paper plates and, and uh, you know, all the utensils, if you're having a pizza party that day, that person would do, it's great when parents step up and say, hey, I'm good at this. I have contacts here. I own a restaurant. You can come and have your pizza party at my right. place. New, you know, all these things when everybody comes together and pitches in. Yeah. makes it so much easier and the parents feel involved like oh i have a i i own a stake in this team so then all of a sudden yeah. you start caring more about what your kids are doing and where they're going and so you don't have to worry so much as a coach about all those little things because it is time consuming as it's, you're volunteering your time you're taking away from your family right so if parents can step up and help ease that 
for the coach, please do it. And I mean, and you'll feel rewarded too. Parents will feel like, I feel like I'm a part of this. You know, Everybody what's funny, wins. What's funny, Christy, is I just, you just made me realize something was that, you know, we were late in the season and uh, it came up to, somebody came up to me, team managers, like, I need to get gifts for the kids. And I kind of went, well, I own two hockey companies that could provide gifts for the kids. And yeah. I was like, don't get me wrong. This, this definitely benefits the business. I'm not lying yeah. or, or holding right. that back, but she was so thankful. Like, oh, you really saved the day on this. Like, yeah. it, it, I didn't even think about that at the time, but yeah, you're right. Like, like as a, a great parent, gift I, is I when hockey never yeah. stops. That's a good gift yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. It, it, that was yeah, one our end of the year banquet. Right. We, we right. would always go to the dad who had this restaurant. Right. Say, yeah. I've got this. Yeah. I just, I didn't even think about that from a parent point yeah. of view. Actually, it was like, oh, I, I want to help her because she, our team manager, Des is her name, was unbelievable this year, right? Unbelievable team manager for an 8U level. I just, everything was taken care of uh, as coaches. Mike, like you're saying, now I'm thinking about it. I just never had to think about anything outside the game this year. Um, there was a couple of times, mostly at away games, that you know one of, one of the coaches would turn to me and go, "Do we do we have a ref today?" <laughs> Which happens at that happens at eight years. That's the most stressful, right? That's um, the most stressful time of the day. Is well, like, we just played a game. Around, go, Did anybody see any refs walk into the ref room? Did Mike, no. Mike, you love this. We just played a game. Parent was refing. Didn't have a whistle. We had to play a whole game without a whistle. And Isn't it amazing so, when a parent refs the game as a volunteer and there's no offsides? Like the kids just know, yeah, right. never go off time. Right, right. Well, it was funny, but I remember this pair without the whistle. It's just every, ah, every stop, everybody stop. It's just, every, <laughs> you know, because because it was just kind of funny. But, but you know what, the kids, yeah, like you said, the kids kind of got used. They, they learned to look for that because there was no whistle. We worked together. I was joking with the coach on the other bench, which is what you should do at 8U, by the way. Um, but it, yeah. <laughs> you can borrow it, me. I've got a great whistle. I'm a really good whistler. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, I would love, oh, <laughs> Christy, <yeah>. now. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no, um, no. Mine is loud. Yeah, I, I believe stop you. A just, room. I would then don't stand next to me when you do it because I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm screaming enough for that. Um, let's keep going here just All before right. we finish. Mike, I did want to come back to you about, about your boy because uh, he did have an injury, a season ending injury this year. And I wanted yeah. to approach you as a parent and as a coach um, about how you approach that, right? Because that's not an easy scenario. Yeah. It and was, it was uh, a break. It was a clean break. I so saw you showed us the x ray. I was like, oh, that is, that's not a, that's not a fracture. That's a break. Yeah. So yeah. for his, you know, so for you know, in his like, so I when I when it, I was actually not even coaching the game, I couldn't believe it. I was up in the stands with, with my wife, and we were watching, and he's playing with with a different team, and he just got railed from you know, it, you know, not a great hit, probably really vicious uh, kind of predatory hit. And when he got hit, I was like, he's down, and and my wife Sue, she's like, oh, you gotta go down there. He's hurt. I'm like, he doesn't get hurt. He's fine. I'm sure he's fine. He's just probably got the wind knocked out of him. So I kind of waited there, probably good, you know. I mean, it was a long time. It was probably like, right. like, like a minute, you know, which is long, right? When you're watching your kid out there, you're like, hey, you know what? He's not getting up and that's not great. And then when he tried to get up and his, and his hand just fell off his wrist, oh. basically just, you know, just he broke both bones in his wrist. So I think, and for him to get off the ice and kind of like, yeah, this ain't good. And, and, you know, and for me trying to be, uh, it's so, it's so, it's so weird because usually you're with other other people's kids when you're coaching that get hurt and like that that instant like oh my god i gotta get out like like i i would probably be more attuned to another child getting hurt than my own kid getting hurt because i'm like well i i don't want to i don't want to startle him right but i think it was it was a you know it ended listen i i always i always look at these kind of things differently right it ended it ended with there was only three left three weeks left in the season you know, we were kind of, you know, it wasn't like we were playing for a state championship or something. He's still young. He was, I was more bummed out that he's missing the beginning of lacrosse season probably. And, and, and he was bummed out that he wasn't like, you know, with his teammates because your goal, right, is to get better and better and better and felt like he was playing well. And, but I, I will say this, you know, from, and this is what I love about team sports, right? He didn't break his wrist on the playground. He didn't slip in the driveway, you know, taking the garbage out or something. He broke his, uh, he broke his arm in a game the outpouring from parents and other coaches was phenomenal. Um, and watching that, like for me as a, as a parent, that, that, that I really enjoyed. And I think, and it was funny because and as you guys know, on, on the podcast, Lee and Christy had wrote, written this book when hockey stops and it was literally the, the perfect timing yeah. uh, for like an inspirational. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for an insp- for, but for, uh, yeah. for something like for a story that you, cause you can't just, you can't just be like, Oh, this is horrible. Yeah. This is going to be your life is over. Uh, you know, listen, he didn't blow out an ACL. He's still going to be able to play. 
No. He didn't get a massive concussion. He didn't break his right arm, which he writes with and does all his homework with. You know, he's I mean, he's milking it pretty good still with the left. But I think, <laughs> like to to me, it was like okay, it broke. Listen, kids get injured every day, right. doing right. stupid things, right? And or or playing competitive sports. Hockey is a very vicious sport. It just is. Kids are gonna get hurt. But so, but to have the resources like your book, um, to help me talk about it. And then the coolest thing I thought out of everything was the fact that he's like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. Or I, I didn't even think about doing that. Or I could go outside and shoot baskets with my right hand. Or I could go try to stick handle with my good hand. Or I can do air squats or whatever all the different things were that you could do without an arm. And he could start, you know, playing ping pong, you know, and without, you know, learning how to serve with, no, with one hand. Right. Like all right. these kind of neat, neat things that we're doing. And, um, and the fact that he still wanted to be around his teammates and be, you know, and his teammates reaching out to him. That's what youth sports to me is all about. That's why you belong to a club and a, an organization and a group is because you want to see those kids rally around your kids together and help them overcome, you know, when you're 14, you listen, you know, it's uh, if I broke my arm right now, I'd be devastated too. I'd be like, right. what the hell am I going to do? Right. Like, yeah. like it's uh, it, it really debilitates you for a lot well, of different things. Yeah. Life, life goes on. And, and that's, you know, it, that's not an easy realization. If you, if you get stuck in a moment and we all do this at times in our lives, good and bad, right? You get stuck in the good moments too. You get stuck in a moment, you know, you can lose track of things. Life must continue to go on no matter what you're facing. And uh, right. you know, Mike, while that is the subject of our book, it, it's just, you know, look, I learned so much when I was injured about myself, about, about, you know, things I can do. Um, it's the adversity this goes for coaches. This goes for everybody. It's not just injury, right? That adversity you face, how you respond to that is who, that's what makes you who you are. It's not what happens to you. It's how you react to it. Right. Yeah. And I, no doubt. And, and I think that, so, and, and going with that too, now realizing, and you look at the, the weeks, right? A broken arm is like eight weeks. Right. And, and right. then you say, and then, but the, the, the pressure, I, listen, I watched a kid that broke his wrist the week before on the ice the next week. I'm like, Whoa. what the hell is the rush like yeah. why are you and with no equipment on just like oh well, now yeah that's around. ridiculous i'm like that's how you're really that's how you're really yeah. gonna get hurt you think you're hurt now so yeah. i think the, the but for yeah. a kid like how do we like and there's a, so much pressure saying you gotta get better quicker and i said listen it is what it is like even as the the the, uh, the surgeon's like it's a bone it just it's not it's gonna heal when it heals like, <laughs> yeah a, maybe you know, in 100 you, years from now it might take and, a week but and yeah the fact it and, and the fact yeah maybe they can they can zip it but i think i think now <laughs> it now it's just having the patience to allow and, and, and this goes with any injury concussions like the 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 pressure to come back to play is there and i right. think we all have to you know it's hard to fight that and you know, i fight that every day as a coach not only yeah. with my own son but other people's kids like being able to say listen i don't want the kid back keep him home they don't need to be here. And I'm, and I'm like one of those guys too, that if a kid gets hurt, like I don't need him around the team all the time. Like you don't need to be on the bed because I think it actually is worse. Let me get like, just go home and catch up on all the things. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for being there and be, but you don't have to be at everything. Like, yeah. like just take this time to I actually, because I, it, it, I mean, me, if I was hurt and I'm sitting on a bench, I'm miserable. Like yeah. I don't want to be yeah. there. So it, it's a hard like, balancing it's a act. Right. My son broke his wrist at age 12 during a hockey tournament. So he was out for six weeks, but toward yeah. the end, the coach did invite him to come help coach. And he yeah. loved that. He, and he really got into it right. and he actually helped the kids on the bench. Um, right. Cause he could see things as he was a defenseman. So he would help the defenseman, you know, pick out the kind of plays or watch out for this kid. And he loved that the coach looked to him to help inspire the kids to play. And he even gave a little speech in the locker room. And it was a great experience for him. He missed it and he did have to figure out, you know, how to do things without his right hand, which was his writing hand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, he, look, um, I, I, I always look at it. There's so many, there were so many positives from this. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I really try to be like, okay, you broke your arm. Let's let's think about what the next steps are. Yeah, yeah. it's done. But for Joey, he yeah. liked he likes to lean around the team. So for him, that worked. Well, he had a role. I you know I think that's yeah. a mistake a lot of coaches and parents make with this is give give that kid a role, give them yeah. a job to do. Don't just like Mike said, don't let them just stand on the bench. That's that's agonizing. Yeah. Give them a role on right. the bench. Give them a role. No, no, no. Yeah. Our, my injured player yeah. was very vocal on the bench. Uh, 
<laughs> well, I wonder where he got that from, Mike. It was know, so funny. At one yeah. point where he's, he's on, he goes, I got to I gotta get off this bench. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> like, I, said, I wish I could get off the bench. Right. Come, I can't get off the Mike, bench. you should have left. You should have left right there. But you guys sit here. You, you take have the, the con. Yeah. Yeah. You take it. Yeah. I'm going in the stands, Dad. I yeah. can't take it anymore. No, yeah. I love that's, it. So that's it. So, I mean, you know, but yeah, it was a, a th- you know, thanks for asking. And, but, I, but again, that's where, that's where being a part of a team is so cool. And, you know, watching the kids, you know, texting and, and sending notes and, right. um, you know, being involved and, and keeping him involved. Community. Right? Um, so that's, that's huge. And I think that's, uh, I think that's why, you know, yeah. we have our kids join these things. You know, it, it, it is just a quick metaphor too. You talked about the recovery, you know, you know, kids are competitive by nature and, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times this season I've had to use that. It's not a race. It's this drill is not a race. There are drills where it's a race. Yeah. But the metaphor for recovery for me is I want you to do this as fast as you can, but as in control as you can, you know, especially right. when you're doing skill development with skating. I always tell the kids go as fast as you can, but in control. So it doesn't mean do it as fast as you can out of control. Right. So I look at recovery the same way. Recover as fast as you can, but do it the right way. All right. Because, because I'll tell you what, and everyone's heard this, Mike, we do have to say this. If you don't recover the right way and you rush back, you might not feel it now, <laughs> But, you know, you're going to feel it later, all right, in your life. And, and I was warned about this, and I rarely listened. And, I, and it's one of those things that I wish I had with some of these things because the injuries mounted up. You know what I mean? Well, it's so, not only that. It's, just, it's the setback of, of not finishing your recovery. And then right. uh, it's like this is, happens with hamstrings and groin injuries and, like, the, the muscle-type, tendon-type things. When you don't allow something to heal, and then, like, uh, we used to – like, even when I was coaching at the college level, we always had – you know, we always wanted to rush kids back. But – it was like, okay, once you start feeling good, you got another two weeks. Right. <laughs> like right. once you really think right. you're good, you've got time. And I think that that's so hard for anybody to do though, right? I, I, it happened to me after my shoulder surgery at 17, I recovered very quickly. The doctor cleared me two weeks early and my, my father and mother somehow, I still don't know how they did this. They convinced me to wait two more weeks and I did. And I'm glad that I did. Yeah. Right. I didn't yeah. play for, and, and here's the thing. I remember standing on the bench in a playoff game cleared to play, but not playing. And that was right. really hard, but was absolutely the right decision. Cause here's the thing. If I played in that game and something happened, that, that was yeah. it. That would have been yeah. it forever. You know, and I wouldn't, I forgot to go to college and, you know, it, so anyway, good, good stuff there, Mike, seriously, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of parents listening who are going through that or will go through that in the future, but just closing this episode out, just want to kind of give everybody here a tease, obviously for the next few weeks. So, just because uh, the season's ending for you, like you said, the off season, our kids play hockey doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> what we do in the off season is do a lot of interviews. So we're going to have a lot of great guests as a tease before we close it. A lot of great guests coming up on the show um, to kind of discuss the things that we don't typically discuss during the regular season that, that help you prepare for the game or mindset and everything that we do around it. So make sure you stay tuned here. Uh, we, we may take a break at some point in the future, but we'll have plenty of episodes lined up for you um, on our kids play hockey, but let, let's just go into final thoughts here and we'll, we'll I'll pose it as a question. Just, we're heading into the off season. Let's just look at the next two to four weeks, right? Christy, Mike, what do you do coach parent the next two to four weeks? Considering that again, evaluations are over. You have that little lull spring league might be yelling at you. Other sports might be yelling at you. What are the next two to four weeks look like? Christy, I'll start with you. Yeah. You know, time flies faster than your kid on a hockey skate. So embrace (laughs) this time. Enjoy your family relax, get to know each other again outside of the rink and um, just live in the moment. That's my advice to you. I love it. Pleasure moment awareness, man. Can't beat that. Stay present. Mike, over to you. Yeah, those are easy, right? Just, just try to just know that uh, allow the season to end. That's the only thing I could say. Allow that, allow that last season to end and then just really have a survey of, you know, what you did, what you didn't do with your kids. And then, you know, we've talked about this a million times start looking and don't, don't pick the team that everyone else is picking just because everybody else is picking it. Look and see what fits your child and your right. needs. And you have a great set. You know, it's, your, it's your chance to reset. If, you're, if you, if you complained all year about never going skiing because of the team you were on, then switch teams and, and find a way to get skiing in or, you know, just have perspective. And I think it, it just goes, uh, you know, look at the age, look where you're at, take stock in what you did. And then you can, and, and you ever, you know, it's, it's just great about seasons and sports, right? You get a, you get a chance to kind of reset. You don't, you know, you're not locked into a, a eight year commitment. Yeah. I love it, Mike. And, and, you know, I, I think I'll follow up with both of you on that and say, 
go outside when the spring hits, <laughs> look at the sky, look at the birds, take a deep breath, get real present, just let it all out for a minute and really reflect like we've been doing on this episode. We always say this, this shows therapy for us. I feel better after just talking about this stuff with you, you <laughs> two. And again, just like Mike is saying and Christy is saying, take a minute and really think about what you want, more importantly, what your kid wants. And maybe take a step back before making a decision. You know, the last piece of advice, you know, I'm a writer, Christy's a writer. All right. One of the best pieces of advice I got, and this is hard, is, you know, when you finish a manuscript, put it in a drawer for a year or six months or whatever, a month, and don't look at it. And then come back to it and it's fresh. All right. Now you don't have six months after hockey season, but you have an hour. All right. Put the season down for an hour. Just reflect, you know, come back to it fresh. What's best for my kid? What's best for me? Ask your child what they want, how they feel. You, your experience as a parent or as a coach might be different from your kid. If your kid had a blast and you're not happy, just think about that for a minute, right? Think about that, your motivation for that for a minute. But let's all, uh, the three of us, not to who saw this, but let's collectively take a deep breath together. Ready? Three, two, one. Okay, season's over. Mike's beard is gone. All right, if you want to see Mike's beard, you got to come back. You got to keep coming back and just watch all the episodes. The growth, the growth begins. So, <laughs> but look, that's gonna do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey as we close out close out the 21-22 season. Again, we will be here with you all summer. Uh, a lot of great interviews. I encourage you all to take a break, but come back to us in two weeks and make sure you listen to the episodes that you missed. Uh, we enjoy doing it. And also, as Mike alluded to, uh, check out our new book that Christy and I wrote called Our, uh, Our Kids Play Hockey. It's the podcast, When Hockey Stops. You can check that out at whenhockeystops.com. Uh, we do do uh, episodes with schools. If you're at a school, uh, we read to schools. We love doing it. Feel free to contact us if you're interested in that. Um, and we'll cut you a book on the deal. But again, whenhockeystops.com to get your exclusive copy everywhere. March 29th, for those people who have to do it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Target, Walmart, and everywhere. That's how big of a release this is. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode for Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli. I'm Lee Elias. We'll see you next week. Our kids play hockey. Have a great night, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at whenhockeystops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.